All right, good morning. Teaching others also. Radio broadcast February 1, 2022. It's Tuesday morning. All kind of weather here in the United States, all over the place. Some places still cold, getting cold. Cold here, but won't stay that way. Maybe. Who knows? And I said all that to say that I, I've noticed, and you know this, that one of the great topics of people's conversation when they meet each other on a given day on any given day is the weather and i thought about this you know that there's so many ways in which we as christians have to learn a whole different view of life and we have to work to maintain that view of life just like so many things in life that we cannot trust our instincts i don't know if you've thought about this before or not and this does true this has to do with us being fishers of souls. He said, I'll make you to become fishers of souls. From henceforth you'll catch men. Uh, follow me and you'll be fishers of, of men, of souls. But we rely way too much on instinct and we're not really born with very many good instincts, hardly any. Animals are given instincts by God. They don't think their, their survival through. Okay, and, and most people in the Western world have been so brainwashed without even knowing it or influenced by philosophy and science, so falsely so-called, that they tend to think like that animals are like people. They think things through and stuff. They're instinctual. It's obvious they are. You say, well, do some survive when others don't? Yep. Survival of the fittest is a doctrine but it's not the source of life, and it's not an explanation of where life came from. See, we're born with almost no good instincts. Think about it. You can't, no baby ever was able to take care of itself. No baby ever knew how much it should eat and how much it should sleep and all that and what was good and bad for it. Henceforth, the incredible need for someone to parent and to shepherd the little baby henceforth when someone comes to christ and gets saved the need for them to be taken care of and shepherded and brought up by mature christians if there is one great failure in christianity it's the lack of caring for nurturing, shepherding people who come to Christ. It is the most haphazard part of Christianity. Church services, attending, giving, you know, business meetings, all that stuff gets taken care of. But just like the overwhelming, you might say, responsibility a baby coming into this world and all its needs and if those needs aren't consciously met they get drug up not brought up or reared up or raised up and pretty soon Christianity ends up where it's at today now this world would not be a better place it would the world would not be a better place if Christians did their responsibilities more it would not 
I know I'll get some flack on that, or at least in your mind, you're, you're saying, well, that's not true. We do not believe you're going to bring in the kingdom. We're not all and post-millennial believers. The only thing that's going to change this world is the return of Jesus Christ. And Jesus himself, our Lord Jesus Christ, said that it would be as the days of Noah, meaning things are going to get worse and worse and worse. In the days of Noah, the earth was filled with violence. It was corrupt. That isn't going to change no matter how much. Get it out of your mind that if believers did their job, the world wouldn't be the world. Yes, it would be the world. And the more that God's people prospered during the Philadelphia church period, you take during the 1800s, okay, and the early 1900s when there were so many people saved and revival, during that time, the opposition was as strong as ever. During the times of men like J. Frank Norris and all those guys, the opposition was, was fierce. They would try to kill them. They would try to defame them. They would try to shut down things. The more God's word prospers, and it does, the more the world resists, and the more the world resists, the intention of God is that the word of God would prosper. Read the book of Acts. Now, I said all that to say this. The Christian thought pattern, the Christian philosophy, the Christian mindset is totally different than our naturally born instincts. And I could give you so many illustrations of things in life that you have to avoid or deny or unlearn instincts to be good at it. If you're going to be able to practice self-defense, for example, it takes discipline for you not to give in to your instincts. Because if you give in to your instincts, you're probably going to get defeated immediately. Many of our instincts that we think are instincts are just what the Bible calls the flesh or the natural man. And if you will read your Bible, start right in Genesis chapter 3 where Eve fell and Adam willingly did it because he loved her more than God at the time. And go right on through Genesis 4. you got Cain and Abel. and you got all this stuff going on. Okay? The natural course of, of instincts of mankind is a downward spiral. And it's always going to be that way till the Lord Jesus comes back. And at the last thing, the last chapter, everything gets straightened out. Now, here's why I said that. For you and I to be fishers of souls the way God wants us to be, we have to go against our instincts. We cannot spiritualize or, or uh, anoint our instincts. And yet that's what so much teaching and preaching does nowadays. You see, there's, there's this strange thing where people, they complicate the Bible thinking they're explaining it. They are taught to go back and get out something that's called, you know, the originals when there are none. And then they're told to look up this word and that word and they're taking somebody else and then they put their own application to it. I'm saying all that stuff is the result of instincts. Science falsely so-called is a human instinct. One of the human instincts is to explain away God. One of the human instincts is to want to do, be able to do things on automatic pilot. One of our instincts is to, is to think that as long as we can do what we feel good about or we're not, 
we're comfortable that that makes it okay. And I, I'm bringing it into, just hang on with me, bringing it into this thing of being fishers of men, of souls. There is nothing comfortable to the old nature, to even to the body, about what these fishermen did for a living, which the Lord Jesus Christ did to connect it. There's nothing comfortable about it. Please come over to 2 Timothy chapter 2 for a minute, and I'm going to make the, the spiritual application of what Paul said to Timothy. Okay? Because there was nothing comfortable about it. Did they do it constantly? Yeah, that was what they did. They were fishers. Okay? The Bible tells you that that's why they were doing it. It wasn't a hobby. Uh, it, it wasn't like a getaway. Okay? <laughs> they did it because they were fishers. And when we think about that, we think about then as a Christian, what is the connection between doing that and fishing for souls? Now, let's put it into a little modern day context real quick. Do you realize, and maybe you could take a little bit of time and just look up a few things, you know, do a little search. Do you realize the conditions that, that people, men and women, face to do fishing as a hobby? Now, some of them, they get paid because they're, they're videoing it and it's getting, you know, broadcast or hits and all that. But as a whole, it's a hobby. I was thinking the other day, I did a little search and there's, there are, it's a, a giant industry, $100 million more than that industry, the clothing for fishing in bad weather or cold weather and foul weather gear. It's a million, 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 million dollar industry. And that's for a hobby. So being a fisher of souls, if you ever get this in your heart and mind and hear the voice of Christ about it, 2 Timothy 2, keep this verse in mind. Being a fisher of souls is connected to this concept of soldiering because of what we have to remember to do. Now, chapter 2, 2 Timothy, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful man who shall be able to teach others also. If you're not doing this, especially, I would say, as someone who's supposed to be called to the ministry to, to preach and teach the Bible like Timothy, by the way, you know what you do sometimes? Sometimes just do a little bit of word search like you can, you know. <laughs> You're going to find it's almost equal the number of times that you find teach and taught in the New Testament with the number of times you find preached and preaching and preach. So you better be careful thinking that teaching is some downgraded thing. He said you should teach others also so that they can teach some to be also. <coughs> we're sitting here in 2022 and we're ministering the word because we received it. And that, that process started 2,000 years ago approximately with Paul teaching Timothy and Titus, some other people, and them teaching someone. And they kept putting it in the other people's hands, but they did it in such a way that they would be apt to teach others also. 
That is the great downfall. That reproduction process that God Almighty ordained is the downfall. So notice what he says, verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And we'll get some more into this in the morning. But before I have to close, <laughs> when I saw that word entangled, almost every time when I think in terms of, as I was studying, fishers of souls, of fishers of men, uh, have you ever seen somebody get a tangle in a fishing line or a net? Oh my goodness, it can be a mess. Or if you've ever thrown a bait casting reel and you get that backspin going, that bird's nest, or you get that line all twisted on a spinning reel, or you get your net all tangled up, or you get it around your feet or something and you're putting it out of the boat, or you're trying to get it pulled in and it gets caught on stuff and you got to dive down there and unhook it, entangled. You know what the lesson is? We're to endure hardness and we're not to be entangled. Ask the Lord today, Lord, am I willing to, am I just of that mindset that I, it's just normal to endure hardness as a fisher of souls? It was hard work what they did. It was inconvenient work. It was sometimes inclement work. And you can't be entangled in other stuff and be good at it, effective at it. And God's told us to be if we come after him. If, and so when we want to become like Christ, he wasn't entangled. And he endured. The foxes have holes. The birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. So it's that mentality. You, you might live in a house. Praise the Lord. You might sleep in a bed. Praise the Lord. I've said this for, for many, many decades. If, if you don't sleep in your bed and you have one to sleep in, that's your fault. But if you can't sleep on the ground for Jesus Christ, you are at fault because he is worthy of all those things. And it's the same thing with being a fisher of souls. It has to start with us and our surrender to Christ, our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you think about this today, remember that it takes endurance. And it's a 2 Timothy 2 thing. What we're trying to do is pass it on. Pass it on to others. Pass it on to you. That you'll pass it on to others. We, we, you're going to have to restart this thing. Kickstart it because it's been neglected. And then tomorrow morning we'll get back into this thing and we'll keep going on these fissures of souls. And this thing is amazing. I, you see, I see it at work every single day. I pray you'll focus on that and pray about it today and I'll see you first thing in the morning.